RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, an actual play duet podcast using the Savage World system and our custom cyber fantasy setting. It's been a labor of love creating it for the past several years, and we hope you enjoy. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena runs a gauntlet of preparation for her confrontation with Troya, escorting her mercenaries to the fortress for the attack and laying the groundwork for their ambush inside the lighthouse. Athena and Pavi lure Troya from his base to the lighthouse, trapping him inside to encourage friendly conversation. Troya clears up many unknowns for Athena and reveals much about this situation with these glowing eyes. Troya tries to convince Isaac to leave with him, but the tense stalemate is broken by the distant echoes of explosions as the mercenary's assault begins on Troya's stronghold. Athena finds herself surrounded by Troya's forces and trapped in the lighthouse as Troya's patience has finally run out. The scene reopens on the lighthouse. Athena stands facing Harlan Troya with Isaac Russo as concussions explode in the distance, sending small motes of dust into the air. The camera spirals until we have a frontal shot of Harlan Troya's broad, square-jawed face. It begins to zoom in ever so slowly to his gray, cat-slitted vel eyes. There are small flecks of red energy dancing intermingled with the gray as the camera moves in and in and into the pupil. The scene transitions and it's a point of view shot covered in a red film. We're looking out from the beachhead where Troya's ship was docked only minutes ago. Flames and smoke pour out from the left and right and metal debris rains from above, while two figures with reptilian tails swan dive into the cold waters of the cove. Can you make a boating roll, please? Boating with was a, a wild die or without? It's a wild die, yep. Uh, horror. So remember, they are going to have two bennies that you can use throughout the sequence. So I'd like to use one. Okay, go ahead. Five. They blew up a six into a four, so ten. So they get uh, a success with a raise on you. Ah, jeez. Seconds after the explosion, the two mercenary longboats launch from the crevasse hundreds of feet away. The hum of Cory energy intensifies in the engines as they race forward side by side, making to run aground on the beach ahead. The tops of the boats slide away, revealing the two squads of mercenaries within. As the boats close the distance, the air erupts with the roar of gunfire. Sparks of ricocheting bullets illuminate brief pockets of the darkness, and we see forms twisting and dropping in sprays of blood. 
The gunfire is returned from the land, and bullets begin to rain onto the two boats from every forward angle. Small shells of bright energy spring to life, shielding the mercenaries as they push forward, and the boats grind up onto the sand and rocks. Mercenaries pour from the boats, leaping, running, flying off in different directions. Contrasted to the mercenaries' sleek, expensive-looking armaments, Troy's forces are equipped with anything they can find, interspersed with Alaricorp gear. The dark shapes ripple with red energy as Troy's forces rush to meet the mercenaries. And as they meet, your stealth operatives, I did this roll behind the scenes, uh, your stealth operatives made it in undetected, rolling a six stealth against a notice of four. Nice. So that went off okay. The success with a raise of the shooting versus your boating roll means that enough forces have gathered that they are just laying down a huge blanket of suppressing fire and it tears through the defenses, instantly dropping a number of the mercenaries before they even make it to shore. Mm. The camera pulls back out of Troy's eye, and we find ourselves once again in the lighthouse as he stares down Athena, and the red energy flickers behind his eyes with building intensity. I knew this was a trap. This is going to be another situation where I think it's going to be you and Isaac are in this fight. Mm -hmm. uh, Zidal, Pavi, and Roja are peripherally involved. Buddy actions. Buddy actions, I think, is what we're going to do. So Antuka. Antuka's here, too, yes. Yeah, so. She's just so stealthy, you didn't even see her. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so I think what we'll do is I will draw one initiative card for all of your other friends, and on their turn, you can tell me which one of them does something. That sounds does that fine sound to me. sound fine? Yeah. Okay, I'm just in terms of it. balance. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Athena, seven of clubs. Isaac, three of clubs. Harlan, ace of clubs. Your friends, five of spades. Other, five of hearts. So Harlan goes first. This will be fun. This is, I'm going to have to explain this after the fact, but. Oh no, that's, that's a worrying sorry, thing to yeah. say. You bring the metal down and it shears over his armor and he, he turns around with a laugh. Just a. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you want to try this? That's the best you can do. You're trying to stop me and you just peel away a little bit of corroded metal. Ah, oh, you really have no idea what you're up against, do you? He turns around and the darkness starts to seep out from his armor a little bit more, just sort of cascading over. He again cracks his knuckles and rolls his neck and he says, Just as ineffectual as the Madam Director and that old bitch of a grandmother you've got sitting up top. You're all weak. Oh, maybe stronger together, huh? And as he is walking towards you, these black tendrils are extending from his hands and forming into these long, ropey appendages billowing around Ugh. him as he takes steps closer with a smile. There's a red glint in his eyes. He's just taking steps towards you, and that is his turn. That's his whole turn? That's his whole turn. That's extremely worrying. Oh, that's not his whole turn. That is his whole turn. Oh, fuck. Athena, it is now your turn. Athena sees that and wants to use her movement to get up the stairs. So she's a bit vertical and casts a bolt uh, with the fatigue trapping. Ooh, okay. I think that might be handy. 
this is one of the first times you've used a trapping. I'm proud of you. I use trapping sometimes. Sometimes. You use the power modifiers, but not the generic ones that yeah. you can apply to anything, which this is. So anyway. And you're still at uh, short range, so your target is four. Well, I rolled an 11. It's a hit with a raise. And fatigue is plus two, so that would cost you three overall. Cool, but I roll with a raise, that's minus one. Yep, you got it. Hell yeah. 13. 13. 13 will shake him. She just runs back in a little bit of a panic, seeing all those weird, swirly black bits. And she's kind of like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And she backs up and just finger guns at him. You know what? Since it is a raise, I think she takes extra second and closes one of her eyes, aims at center mass to get as much of him as she can with it. And what color is your lightning? You know, she hadn't realized it being purple since she got back in the city because she hadn't really used it that much up top, but it used to be yellow. But now it's purple and it has been for the whole show. Oh, gotcha. That was just a fun accident. That was not planned. <laughs> that yeah. was just a goof. You shoot this rippling bolt of purple energy, this purple lightning that streaks out and slams into his chest. Maybe there are some smaller yellow veins of lightning rippling through the bigger bolt, and you watch it just blast into his chest and wash over him and the sparks of electricity just going through the metal of his armor, and he makes a, a grunt of pain and waves a hand to brush it off, grits his teeth and glares up at you. She smiles just because she knows it would piss him off. Next up is your buddy action. For simplicity here, Zadal is up top with a sniper rifle. Mm -hmm. So if you want him to take a shot at something, he can do that. I, I don't think Pavi, Pavi's, not here, Pavi's not here yet. So you can't use Pavi. Roja is still tucked away somewhere and she can throw out buffs or debuffs. Tuka is around and also hurts things. She wants to hold off on Tuka hurting things until maybe more people come in. <laughs> She just shouts into the, the air, Roja, hit him! What do you want her to do specifically? Uh, her instructions were debuff. You want her to use what, lower trait? Yes. Or, okay, she's got boost lower trait. She knows relief, which cures fatigue, but that's for you. She knows healing. Lower trait is the most appropriate based on what you're asking. What do you want her to lower? Vigor, please. Would you like to roll for Roja? Roja's psychology is a d8. Five. Your buddy actions have two bennies. So okay. like normally each wild card has two bennies if they're an NPC. But they're but buddies. They're all part of the same pool. They have two. So they have two. Isaac has two. You have as many as you have. Um, uh, four. So you got a success? Yes. Just a regular success. So that will temporarily reduce his vicar die and also his toughness. You shout that and we get a shot of Roja just appearing from this dark crevasse, very spider-like. She's got these long viney tendrils that reach out and push her out. She's holding what looks to be a compound bow and she pulls it back and aims it down uh, from <laughs> her perch. So cool. And she looses the arrow and it looks like it tears right through the meat of his shoulder. It elicits a <clears throat> and he begins to look around wildly. But then she's gone. Yeah, I mean, she, she can just move back into the crevasse, so. She's so fast. Uh, and that is her turn. Good buddy action. <laughs> Good buddy action. And from the front, now that Harlan has moved, you can see a number of dark shapes on the other side of the corroded metal 
with uh, a number of hands, arms, and appendages just trying to push their way through, almost like a zombie movie. Yeah, that's like, kind of what I'm imagining. Pushing their way through with a lot of snarling and stuff, and you can hear, again, men shouting from the outside, but they do not make their way through yet. Ooh. Isaac pulls his light machine gun out, hefts it, and there's a moment where it swivels in front of Harlan and then keeps going, and he just aims it at the door and starts unloading. So he's holding it on this gimbal, this little attachment on the hip of his armor that helps him hold it steady. Mm-hmm. And the noise in here is deafening. I mean, it is just the loudest rat-a-tat-tat echoing up through the, the lighthouse itself, and the bullets fly towards the entrance. Let's make some rolls for him. So he got a five and a six, so he gets two hits. So the bullets just, some of them ping off of the metal, but most of them punch right through it because it was a pretty thin sheet and it's already been corroded. Right. So you just, there there are some sprays of blood and some cries and snarls as you see some of the forms fall away and more come in to take their place. And Isaac stands there just unloading at the front door. Athena gets seven of spades. Nice. Isaac, two of hearts. Harlan, Jack of Clubs, Buddy Action, Ace of Diamonds, and Goons, Five of Diamonds. So first, Buddy Action. Athena looks to Zadal up on his platform and makes a quick finger gun firing off into the air with a nod in his direction as she continues taking those stairs just two at a time. There is a a building and a whirring of energy above you before there is an eruption and a lance of blue energy spears from above directly into Harlan Troya. He got a five, so that is a hit. Four and eleven. Oh my. Which will cause him one wound. Yeah. Because he is already shaken, and he has to try to soak that. With his lowered vigor, he does soak that, but that's one of his bennies. Yeah. You're running up the stairway right now, so we get a nice shot from your point of view as this blue energy shoots down and Harlan looks up and his face is illuminated in shock as you see this, but this black tendril folds over above him at just the last second. The blue energy, just like your lightning bolt, courses over him and washes off onto the floor and he turns back and grits his teeth again. At her? Yeah. She wants to draw all of the aggression, all of it. Which isn't wise. He flicks his eyes looking up there where the energy shot came from and begins walking towards the sloping stairway that you've just run up. And he holds his hand out and he says, What is that it? I saw you bringing the bear against me. Couple of guns. He's walking and then building up momentum as he's starting to run up the stairs after you. Wouldn't you get a little closer? It's not gonna make a difference. You can't run forever, Sedaris. You'd be surprised. <laughs> and he just starts running up the stairs after you. I think you were far enough away from him that you do have a little bit of a lead. So he he's not caught you, but he, he's probably within 10 feet. But he's he's following you right now. Right. Athena, it is now your turn again. Athena's going to continue to run up the stairs. Okay. And also cast another bolt, but make her shield just melts it off of her arm to make a big old shield again. Sure. Because she's extremely worried because this man's very big and coming at her very fast. Sure. So she's got her tower shield and she's going to cast a bolt. Okay. That's what she's doing. Do it. Could I upcast for damage? (laughs) (laughs) Said you're going to upcast for damage? Yes. Go for it. I'll say it again. His card was the Jack of Clubs, which I'll explain later. Hmm. 
What did you roll? A six. A six for your cast. Yes. That is a success, no raise, but you did with extra damage, so that will still be 3d6. Here we go. Mm, bad. Exceedingly bad. Would you like to Benny? I would. Okay. What'd you get? Two ones and a three. Oh boy, that is not enough. <laughs> Pretty nasty. Pretty nasty. That's better. 12 damage. 12 damage is enough to shake him. Good. So I think for lack of a better word, in fear, she just palpatines him. <laughs> so she she's just running up and fires it like reaching over at her hip, just backwards, making a just a handful of lightning at him. It's very much like the last time you shoot it. It hits him center mass. Even as he's chasing you, he stumbles just a little bit and grits his teeth as it washes over him. But he keeps following. He de that's it definitely fair. makes him stumble, though. It's not having no effect and still run out the stairs. Yeah, that's her movement. Already. There's a lot mm. of stairs to run up. Yeah. Next up is the front time. This time, all the grasping hands and tendrils at the front begin to shear the rest of the metal down, breaking through the corrosion, booted feet kicking the, the last bits down as they begin making their way in, and there is a, a surge of bodies as at least four enter in the first round, and that's their turn as they're going to make it in here. Gotcha. And then it is Isaac's turn, <sighs> and Isaac is going to continue shooting into this mass. Light him up, boy. He is. He's going to try. That is a four, a four, a seven, and a one. That is the first one that we have rolled in the lighthouse. So I'll explain that in just a second. Oh my here. gosh. So uh, what I'll say here is that very low chance this is going to be problematic because you put that metal sheet on the roof to block the crystals. Oh God. So that was a really good idea. I'm glad that I didn't explain anything beforehand because that saved you a lot. But yeah, because there, there's an enormous crystal, uh, if there are any bullets ricocheting around, they could hit that. Yep. So anytime there's a, a natural one on any kind of shooting die, there is a chance that it could hit the crystal and cause problems. Isaac hits three of the four. Yes. 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 Alright, so Isaac basically evaporates three of these with bullets as they stumble in, riddled full of holes, a bloody mess, spray on the wall. I think Isaac just starts to yell as he's shooting. Maybe the frustration and the entire situation and him not being able to help either of you right now, but knowing that at he, the very least I can kill these monsters that are yeah, coming in. Yeah, because he can very easily see that these are monsters. Yeah, and the, the forms that are coming in, these are all very animalistic bestial. They have the red glowing eyes. Their bodies are rippling with shadow. Most of them not to the same extent that you saw with Andelmo. Maybe one of them towards the back is. That is Isaac's turn as they have broken into the lighthouse and are now making their way in. Athena, as you watch these forms being gunned down, just like all of the shadow-wreathed figures that you fought in the past, after they've been killed, the shadows begin to drift upwards, away from their body, disappearing into the air, and you do note that they all appear to be pulled in the direction of Harlan Troya. Oh, that checks out. Athena, four of spades. Isaac, six of hearts. Harlan, queen of clubs. Holy shit. Your buddies, three of diamonds, and the other dudes... Eight of clubs. Oh boy. Troy gets to go first, so he moves to follow you again. I believe you moved last, right? Yeah. So you are still ahead of him. Uh, this time, though, I'm going to spend a Benny to allow him to act. Let's see if he unshakes. He does. Okay. 
This time, Troy is still following you with this intense locomotion as he's slamming his way up after you. You feel like somebody this size with this much armor probably shouldn't be able to move this fast, but he's just this hulking Goliath. And he gets to, again, within 10 feet of you, but this time he lashes out one of those black tendrils uh, to try and grapple you. Uh What is your parry right now? Eight, currently. Alrighty, let's see here. He's trying to touch the arm you're holding your shield with, with the black tendril. So this is a touch attack, which means he gets a plus two to the fighting. He's oh, not, because he, he's not hitting you with force. Right. He's just trying to touch you. So it's still against your parry, but he does get a plus two. Bad. It was a three and a two. Ooh. Ooh. Dare I? Dare you? Yeah, I think I'm going to Benny that. Uh, it's a five plus a two is a seven minus one is a six. Fuck, that's not enough. All right. <laughs> So yeah, he reaches out this black tendril towards you and it gets within an inch of you and you can feel just this cold, cold energy almost leeching the heat away from you as it just barely hits you. I feel like her hands and feet are very cold all of a sudden. Maybe there's just this creeping numbness that you feel just being in proximity, Mm. but it does not touch you. As he's closing in on you, he repeats that again. He says, you can't run forever, Sedaris. You watch the black shapes ripple off of his body his eyes begin to glow that burning red and the mask of shadows ripples up over the top half of his head he just has these inky black tendrils billowing out and he uses fear so i would like you to make a spirit roll this is a mental effect so you do get your plus four to this and this is a free action for him that's a 13 so athena how do you push through this fear what happens? Not that he's not very scary. I think it's out of necessity. She can't have another panic attack. She just had one yesterday. She doesn't have time for that shit. Maybe it's even like this emotional numbness. Like there's just so much happening and so many things have gone right and wrong. Yeah. And yeah. this is the culmination of so many things that you just you can't be bothered to be afraid right now. It just doesn't land on you. And uh, that is his turn. Okay. Next up are his goons. There is one still in, and I think two more make it in this turn. Okay. And they are all going to attack Isaac. All right, Isaac is hit one time for 12 damage, which... All right, so Isaac is currently shaken, and more of them are coming in. Okay. It is now Isaac's turn, so he is going to try to unshake. He has a D8 spirit, and he blows up an 8, so he can act. You know what? He can't use his big old gun in melee. Oh, no. That's a rule. You can only use small arms in melee. I think he's going to keep on shooting at the ones that are still coming in. Okay. Yeah. So that's what he's going to do. That is a natural one. And it blew that one up. Three more hits. Oh, that's a big one. That's a dead. Okay. So yeah, Isaac uh, lights up all three of the ones that are coming in the door next. Oh, God, speed. He's still being swarmed, but still shooting down the ones in front of him. He's been in worse scrapes than this. And uh, rolled another one on his uh, his ballistic there, oh, so let me make another God. internal. He, he rolls a lot of dice because he has a, an automatic weapon right now, so this is not really that surprising. Alrighty, let's roll some chaos dice. Alright, so again, some of the bullets 
ping off of the door and they ricochet up the stone structure, but they deflect off of the metal cap you've put on the ceiling. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, there's just a constant ping, 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 ping. And again, you can barely hear anything over the cacophony of this gun firing. It is your turn, Athena. What are you doing? Man, it sure is Athena's turn. And I would love to try something. Okay. I want to tell you what I want to do first. Okay. She wants to slam her shield into the ceiling that she's made to lift herself up so she can attach to it with her mag boots upside down. Okay. Even just using normal movement, I think you would be able to... Here's the thing. Part of your movement is also jumping, so I guess oh, yeah, like, it you, is. Can, you can jump and things like that, too. So I don't think it's like a huge stretch for the fact that you can control metal for free. So you can like bend it down to attach your feet to it or something if you want to. I think that's fine. What I was imagining was she sort of melds her shield into the roof for just a split second so she can use it as a fulcrum point to swing her yeah, whole think, body up there. I think that's super cool. And I think. That, that's something you can do for free with Excellent. matter control. And is that an action or my movement? I think using matter control is probably an action, but if there is something, if you want to multi-action, it'll just, that will be an action and then you can still do other things at minus two. Okay, she wants to move to the center of the room, try and knock him off the stairs. How? With the metal roof. Okay, so you want to use shape metal to try to push him. Yeah, her plan was to draw him a decent ways up the stairs mm -hmm. and then kick him off. Sure. Then uh, that's going to be a fighting. Okay. Because it's still, you know, you're trying to fight him. Seven. Seven is his parry. This is going to be then a contested strength. Okay. This is the strength of your ability, <gasps> of not your metal. actual one. So yeah, your this strength. This is so exciting. This is a, a D10 is your strength for this. And let me do his. Four. Eleven. That is a success with a raise. So yes, you do successfully push him. He gets no ability to try to reduce that at all. Fall damage in this is like... I had said that the ceiling was 30 or 40 feet up. Because she's trying to think crafty, because she yeah. can't just throw lightning at everybody. <laughs> Poor girl had to throw lightning at everyone. <laughs> Falling damage is 1d6 plus 1 per 4 yards to a maximum of 10d6 plus 10. So he's falling 30 feet. So it'll be 3d6 plus 3 damage for pushing him off. Would you like to roll it? Uh, yes. This is, this is his falling six. damage. 3d6 plus 3. 14 damage. 14 damage. Could have been worse. It could have been worse. And uh, that his current, I'll let you know that uh, his current toughness, including armor, is 10. Okay. After you uh, reduced it with Roja. So that is enough to cause a wound. I do not currently have any bennies. She is running very hurriedly up the stairs, just pounding the stone steps as she goes. And she reaches down to click her boots on real quick and then crashes her shield into the ceiling she made to just use all of her ab strength, all of the planks she's ever done to lift herself up onto the ceiling, which is metal, and walks a little further and just sweeps her arm in an arc to just sort of mm -hmm. bat him off the stairs. <laughs> a cat swiping at a glass. <laughs> sure. And I think it catches him completely off guard. He has not had the same, you know, time to study you that you've had to study him, even though you don't really know the full extent of what he can do. Not at all. Uh, but you swipe him off and tumbles in the air. There's a, a woof of surprise as he's hit. Probably a bit of surprised yelling, just like a, oh, 
and then he falls. There's a very nasty crunch of metal on the ground as he lands, a small spurt of blood that shoots out of his mouth and patters onto the stone floor next to him. She yells down, Oh, man, they really should have made guardrails, huh? How delightfully petulant. <laughs> as Troya lands on his back, we rush once more into his eyes, cutting to the ongoing battle far in the distance. Allie, if you could roll me a shooting and a fighting, two separate rolls. Those are both d8s, correct? Uh, that is what you put them into, yep. So d8 and a d6. So this first one is what? Six. And is this shooting or fighting? Shooting. Okay. And make me a fighting? Four. Four, okay. I'll make some over here. And so you got a success on both of those. Through a red filter, we see the two forces clashing in a bloody fight. The mercenaries are outnumbered at least two to one, but they push forward through the mass regardless. Support members keep barriers in place to shield them from gunfire, which continues pouring into them from every direction. Monstrous, distended forms of shadows and red energy leap from beyond sight, drop from the ceiling, and begin pouring from the mouth of the tunnel in waves, hissing, spitting, and snarling as they go, hungry for blood. We get a wide shot of the frontal defenses of the mercenary bearing down with their blades of metal and quarry as the two forces clash again. We return once again from Troy's eye, spiraling back up to Athena at the top of the lighthouse. Alright. Buddy action. Buddy time! From the roof, Athena shouts, Tuka, cover the entrance! There's a distortion in the air down by the entrance. You see the blue plasma of her quarry glaive ignite in the air and rush towards the mass of dark bodies that are slavering to get in. And she will make some attacks. Tuka's good at attacks. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, my. Of her two attacks, she got a 19 and an 8 on her to hit rolls. So... She's amazing. Yeah. You watch this glaive sweep through the air, completely cuts one of them in half. Yes! Through, uh, I think, horizontally. As, it, as it's running through, she just... maybe Okay, so maybe she's standing by the entrance. It's like she's poised, leaning up against the entrance, waiting for them to come in, and she ignites the glaive in the air and then just brings it down in front of the doorway as they're running. It's partly her carving into them and partly them running into the glaive, but she just cuts, like, three of them in half oh as they're going. Oh my god, and they're all cauterized, too, so there's yeah. not even any blood. No. The forms twitch, and there's probably a last-minute snarl or two before they stop moving, and they Grim. just cascade towards Isaac. Nice. The glaive disappears and winks out of existence again. She's a champ. Let me make some behind-the-scenes rolls here. Yeah. Yes. Good. So, damn. Okay. Athena, eight of diamonds. Isaac, Ooh. queen of diamonds. Harlan, joker. No! I get a Benny. Fuck yes! Yeah! Buddies, four of clubs. Goons, five of clubs. So, Troya is definitely going first. Yeah, seems like it. Nice. Blew that up. So, Harlan is on the ground, and he has just spit up a little bit of blood, and he's looking at you on the ceiling. 
and he grits his teeth and you can see, you know, the red trickle there, also mirrored by his red eyes, cracks his neck, holds both of his hands down and slams his fists into the stone ground of the lighthouse itself. The shadows ripple around him and burst outwards in a large burst template which covers a good chunk of the ground area and it's centered between him and the doorway so he basically just makes this big cloud of undulating darkness he steps backwards into. So Isaac disappears into the darkness as well, and to whoever happens to be down there. Uh, And this darkness obscures the area and imposes, because he got a raise, a minus four penalty to everyone within it for everything they do. That sounds right. You cannot see him. It is covering the doorway and uh, a good chunk of the bottom floor. So you cannot see him, you can't see the doorway, anything like that. You can still hear him, but you can't see him. Okay. As Athena watches this void cloud the camera is pulled forward almost involuntarily until we see an indistinct shape moving within the darkness the red eyes glow and we see harlan troya once more as the camera zooms forward and into his now red slitted pupils i would like you to roll me a fighting fight five uh that's one before i'm gonna mini that Seven blew it up. Could I use two sevens? Could I use my other Benny? Sure. My last Benny for the mercenaries. Sure, go ahead. Also a seven. Also a seven, okay. The red hue remains as we flash back to the melee. The mercenaries are resilient and professional, but not invincible. A shadow wreathed Karnak springs from behind an outcropping, tackling a mercenary back into the darkness with a shriek. While the dark figures are gunned or cut down, the mercenaries trudge forward and fan out. More black and red figures appear in the mouth of the gaping tunnel. Red eyes drift closer in the darkness as more and more forms begin to emerge. The tide doesn't stem, and the mercenaries push forward to meet them. This is some heavy stuff, but they took the job. The red eyes burn into the camera, and then fade to black as we pull back out of the cloud of inky darkness into the lighthouse once more. Next up is Isaac, who can't see anything and is probably stumbling backwards out of the darkness, which will provoke a number of attacks. Again, well, I guess only one that is not sufficient. So he steps back and is firing blindly into the, the darkness still, rolls another one. Six, six, and a seven with a minus four. None of those are going to do anything. You do see Isaac stumble backwards out of the darkness, and it's almost like there doesn't appear to be any force behind it, but you see the tendrils of darkness sort of trailing and adhering to him, and he pulls backwards, and they slip away and back into the cloud. The muzzle flashes, bullets are flying, pinging off of the stone and the metal, and you hear them pinging off of the roof again. Let's see... This time, punches a hole in the metal, and you hear something above. We might need to get out of here. Fuck. Okay. And that is Isaac's turn. Tina, it is your turn. Oh, man. So I think she is acutely aware of the noise that just happened. And maybe if she... I mean, she's on the roof, so she can probably just feel it go through, right? Oh yeah, the, you feel the, the reverberation up through your feet and you look over and you can see there is a very clear hole that has been bored into the metal. 
Oh boy. If you want to uh, take an action to do some sort of damage assessment, I would allow you to do that I with a would, roll. I would like to do that, but I would like to multi-action. You would, yeah, that's fine then. Here's the thing. She's going to be teleporting either way, so. Okay. So you're going to do this and then teleport? Yeah. Okay. Don't think you have any points on your sheet for like a Cory-based knowledge. No. Which is something that we had not really talked about at the time. She used to train as a siphon, so I think she's got either a D4 or a D6 in that type of knowledge, even though it's not something you invested in just as part of the what, original what character sheet, because be we fair? didn't know what it would be for knowledge in the story right. at that point. I think a D6 is you can do it professionally, and I think she dropped out before she could do that, mm -hmm. so I'm going to say this is a D4, unless you feel strongly that it would be higher than that. Now, here's the thing. Uh -huh. She trained to do it, not professionally, but now she has a weird purple Cory something or other in her. Would that give her any sort of instinctual, like, oh, fuck, spidey sense about that? About what specifically? Cory-based explosions in danger. Oh. If it's all vibrating on the same frequency, you know what I mean? Sure. I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll say D4, but you can add a plus two. Thank you. That's very generous. 11. 11. I think from here, the noise you're hearing is a small fissure. It doesn't sound like it broke a crystal or anything like that. If anything, it might have created a crack or something through which energy is currently escaping. Hmm. You did get a raise. You don't think it's going to explode or anything like that. You're not really in imminent danger of that happening on its own. But if it keeps happening, then it could definitely cause... Right. So this is the type of thing where can repair itself on its own if it's left to its own devices right. like it'll grow back yeah. to cover that but it would be volatile until then mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes i athena know this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she just freezes trying to figure out what the state of things are and when she realizes what's happened she looks directly over to zadal in his little perch with a very worried expression but makes like an okay gesture with her hand <laughs> And teleports to the ground. Roll to teleport. Oh, you mean teleport with gravity, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. Twelve. Success with a raise. And that's what she's doing. The Just the ground of the lighthouse? She wants to teleport back like a third of the way up the stairs because her plan for the next turn is to try and burst it away with wind. That's what she's thinking. Okay. For now, that's what she's doing. Let's make some rolls for the goons. Three more of these things swarm in, and one of them just buries claws into Isaac's shoulder, mm. and he lets out a cry of pain, but bears down, keeps his gun aimed at the doorway, and his helmet is back on now. Right. So it comes out modulated. Buddy action. Roja, I'm going after him. Okay, so you want vigor? Yes. Okay, D8 and a D6. Ten. 10 is a success with a raise, so you get a two-step bonus. Nice. Nice. To nice, your nice. vigor die. That's pretty good. That's a D8 uh, mm -hmm. minus one now. D8 minus one. Yep. You see Roja scuttle out from her hidey hole, hanging from the side of the stone lighthouse. Her mask flips up, and she shoots a dart down at you, and you feel it hit you with that same warm energy flowing through you and it just makes you feel like a million bucks super a million cubes sorry <laughs> sorry everybody my immersion my immersion 
Well, cool. All right, so you temporarily have a D8 Vigor, which also increases your toughness. Yes, it does. Athena, five of clubs. Isaac, jack of clubs. Harlan, four of hearts. Buddies, Joker, goons, ace of clubs. Buddy action. Okay, I want them to hold until... Can be at any point. You don't have to tell me now. You can just tell oh, okay. me. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do you that later. But I enter... will take a Benny back oh, if I may. Yeah, you may. So they will hold. Next up is goons uh, who are going to continue swarming Isaac. That's real bad. Oh, no. That is, that is not great. So two of those hit. Raises. So that's a 14. Oh, my God. And the other one is gang of bonuses, man. Six plus the nine, 11, and a 13. Oh boy. And he's already shaken from the last one. Yeah. With one wound. Two more wounds. Oh uh, my God. Would you like him to try to soak? Yes, All right, with his extra Benny he just got. Would you like to roll for him? Yeah, sure. He's a D8 vigor. So this will be for the first one. 10. 10. So he completely soaks that first one, uh, making him unshaken. And the second one is still going to shake him with a wound if you would like to try to soak that. I don't know that he's used any mm. bennies yet, so he's it always used one. It might be prudent to. That's up to you. I, I would got, like to, yes. He's got one wound with two bennies. I will use another one to soak then. Okay. Five. Five is a success. Okay. That's two of his bennies. So you, again, you watch these creatures just swarming on him, trying to take pieces off of him with these claws of darkness and shadows rippling off, jaws hanging open, monstrous, just nasty. They just claw all over him, and he manages to push them off a little bit, it seems. Next up is going to be Isaac. There were not any additional ones that came in the lighthouse that turn. Okay. So Isaac drops the machine gun off the gimbal, shakes his right forearm out and there's a just a blade pops out nice and he is gonna try to hack at these guys prudent prudent yes but he is not great at melee he got a three and a two with a minus one wound penalty so that will not do anything athena your turn athena is going to try and burst the darkness away with a wind trapping with her wizard she doesn't know if it'll work sure sure so this is a power of his mm -hmm. so normally you need the the dispel power it is a oh. specific power to do that however i like it thematically if you give me a benny i'll let you try yeah so spend spend a benny to add the dispel trapping to this power sounds good not rules as written but it's what we're doing here we go i just love taking those bennies away that's a five it's a five did a contested roll for his stuff with his wound penalty and that. So you're using burst on this? Yeah. With a wind trapping. Yeah. Well, it's it still roll damage for it because oh. it's burst. Well, I don't want to hurt my friends. Well, I mean, you're casting burst, so you can spend additional power points to selectively. That is a modifier. You can spend power points to not affect Who's, people. Is it just it. Isaac and Tuca down there? I think you can angle it in such a way that it might not hit Isaac, but it would hit Tuca. Okay, well, I, I don't want it to hit Tuca. It's called the selective modifier. Any or all individual targets. All right, well, I'm going to roll this 2d6. Eight. So eight would shake all three of the ones that are still on Isaac. So what does it look like? She just swings her shield in a circle, makes a gust gather up on it, and then just on one of her forward swings, just lets it fly. A whoosh of air as it bursts outwards and 
at first it looks like the darkness is resistant and it's not doing anything but then there's a purple tinge at the edge of your vision you don't know if it's actually there if you're just imagining that there are purple wisps of energy in that cloud of air but it shreds through the darkness and blows it away uh, along with several individuals standing just outside the lighthouse Troya does not appear to be there just gone huh he's not standing there mm, that's bad I don't know how far you can... You probably can't see out very far from your angle because you're up on the, the stairway. Yeah, probably not. Buddy action. Uh, buddy action. Are there any people still in the area to fuck up? Those three are shaken. They're still in there. They, like, hunker down against the burst of wind and maybe they get pushed back a few inches and they're disoriented. She directs Tuka to assist Isaac with cleaning up the rest of these. Tuka, get them off him! Okay. She does have a joker, so she's going to multi-action to do a number of attacks. Sounds good. Here's the first one. Ooh, bad. Oh, no. A three, a two, and a three. Even with plus two, that is... I'm sorry, that'll hit two, because these guys have a, a d6 fighting, so they have a five parry. So that would hit two of them. Okay. As the darkness disappears, you see the glaive poke out of it and scurry forward, and there's another quick couple of elegant sweeps and just pieces fall off them and they fall just like fall apart cauterized oh man she's gotta find troya now he's gonna stab her right through her spine oh that was a joker i gotta shuffle again hot damn athena king of clubs yes isaac three of clubs troya five of hearts buddies ten of diamonds goons six of hearts what Athena's going to do is march very determinedly down the stairs and outside. Going and, outside? Yep. Athena, you get through the entrance to the lighthouse. You can see there are still probably 15 to 20 goons out just here just dudes. scattered around. Some of them are on all fours scampering in this direction. Some of them have ballistic weapons that are trained on you from the boat, and you see Troya just booking it towards the boat, running straight towards the boat. Unacceptable. Now that you're out here, make me a notice. Okay. Just a notice. Four. Your adrenaline's pumping, and you see Harlan running away, and the shadows have been playing tricks this whole time, and everything out here, you're almost looking into just darkness, everything out there, and it kind of looks like it's moving. What does? Like the darkness above you looks like it's moving. Above me? In the cavern. It looks like it's moving. Oh, that's real fucked up. Oh, jeez. What are you going to do? This is a risky one. She wants to multi-action to teleport once to him and then both of them into the water. Oh, jeez. That's what she's doing. All right. Because if he dies, maybe all of this does too. Okay. This is going to be a multi-action. Yeah. This is going to be a triple multi-action, because in order to teleport a foe, it's an unwilling thing, so you first have to make a touch attack against them to like succeed That's in grabbing right. them, and then you teleport them, and then it's also a contested spirit roll. All three of these are going to be at a minus four penalty, because you're doing three different actions. So much. It's a, it's a lot. Fuck it, I'm going to try it. Nothing gambled, nothing gained. True. Hmm. But some things are just lost maybe, outright. Maybe I should have given you another conviction. I'm gonna Benny this. Okay, how many Bennies you got? Two. Oh boy. Yeah. That one's not enough. 
All right, Athena, so you get out here and you're processing all of these things at once and your plan is to teleport there, but maybe your mind is just so frazzled with everything that's going on that you can't concentrate enough to muster the strength and the energy fizzles and you lose one power point. Yeah, it sounds right. Because you did not crit fail, thankfully. Thankfully. But yeah, you are uh, standing at the entrance of the lighthouse, and I think that is your turn, because you used your movement to go down there, yeah, too. Yeah, that's a bummer. Sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes it'd be like that. Uh, But it's your buddies. Oh, buddy, good. Buddy action. Buddy action. Where's Pavi? That's a real good question, isn't it? Yeah. What do you want from Pavi? Just want her to make some, make some trouble in this bubble. <laughs> the last instruction you'd given Pavi was to take the bike up, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that you're outside again, you can hear the wub-wub of the engine still going. Yes. And you look up and you can see her spiraling around the lighthouse itself and going up and into the darkness. Up and into the darkness? She, it, she's up very high. Can Athena just wave her down? Come pick me up if she's still on the bike. She sees you come out and Smart. she sees you waving at her. Let's make a piloting roll. Okay. You wave her down and you see the bike skid in midair and then just angle down and shoot like a bullet towards you. Yes. And as it does, the darkness comes with it. Mm. You watch this comet streaking from the darkness and you realize it's not the darkness itself. Something else is coming with her, but you can't tell what. Oh my god, I hope it's Mothra. <laughs> She streaks down towards you, and the flecks of darkness around her begin to erupt with orange energy. <gasps> oh my god, it's Mothra! <laughs> <laughs> However, I would like you to make a fear check on this occasion. Yeah, for sure. Because this is now a giant orange meteor. Yeah, it is. is. Okay. Oh my god. Not today! <laughs> 19. 19, okay. We'll play this on a case-by-case -case basis for, you know, when orange is around you. But when you have orange around you, you do get a minus one penalty to whatever you're doing. So for right now, you have a minus one penalty. Checks out. So the bike spirals down, and it's, it's almost like there are these orange embers streaking off of her as these moths begin to peel away, and you look up, and the darkness just begins to get speckled by these orange dots far, far above. Neat. And she swerves down in front of you, kicking up dust that is sprayed in the faces of all the monstrous forms making their way towards you to allow you onto the bike. Cool. She hops on it. Pavi rips it back up into the air. You can just hear her laughing as she does this. <laughs> She's having a great time. <laughs> Athena just shouts, Moths! And she says, I don't know what's going on. Oh, fuck me either. Let's go. Pulls you back up into the air and in a, a wide spiral, so... You guys are up in the air, not super far above. I think she used most of her movement to just get down to you and pick you up. But let's say you're like 20 feet in the air right now. Nice. And you're not currently any closer to Troya. Gotcha. Good use of a buddy action. Thank you. Next up, goons. Most of the goons are on the ground. I think the goon turn is going to be shooting at you guys in the air. That is an eight that will hit you at the range penalty. Oh no. Me personally or Me. the bike? You personally. Mm. Seven damage. Well, yep, that diddly darn hits me. So if your toughness is seven, then you're shaken. Okay. Maybe it ricochets off of your shoulder, pings off of your armor. Mm. You feel the impact, but it doesn't tear through. Then it's Troya. I'm just going to assume that Roja is renewing her 
lower trait on him because what else is she spending her power points on? So She's just doing her best. Yeah, so she'll just do that. Uh, so yeah, Troya is full moving to the boat and I think with his running action for... Yeah, it's enough to uh, get him back to his boat because he's been running for the last two turns. Troya makes it to the boat, grabs onto a chain that's been lowered and tugs on it, and you watch people up top are, you know, hauling the chain up. I think Isaac makes his way out to stand in the doorway and just starts shooting down into the mass again, so... Beautiful, perfect. Basically, I've just been keeping track of... I have some arbitrary numbers that I assigned for, like, general toughness values. Basically, I gave the goons a stat block that applies to all the goons, and I'm just treating them as one unit with, like, a lot of wounds. Okay. So, when when their wounds have been depleted, they're all dead. Instead of being like, this one's dead, this one's dead, this one's dead. That makes a lot of sense, and it seems easier to track overall. It's just, uh, maybe there's a system for it in the book, I don't know, it just seemed like, it made sense to me, so. It's a lot of dice. Yep, that'll do it. (laughs) Yep, that'll do it. Yep, that'll do it. So yeah, Isaac, hefting his machine gun back onto the gimbal, walks to the front of the lighthouse and just begins pouring bullets into the mass again and just watching forms get cut down. I feel like maybe it'll help him uh, reprioritize what he's doing when he sees these scampering around like fucking animals. Yeah, I mean, they've also been sinking their whatever's into him. So he's, he's probably acutely aware of the danger at this point, so... Well, he's aware of the danger, but maybe not the scope of the weirdness, scope you know? Scope of the weirdness, yeah. Very last in the turn order, you watch the orange specks of light in the darkness begin to coagulate into thicker masses of orange that are slowly streaming down towards this entire melee, almost like long orange tendrils from the darkness oh, as God. they curve down, like sort of in like a helix type thing. They're pouring down, but they have not reached you yet. And this is mighty troubling. Athena, <laughs> ten of hearts, Isaac, three of spades, Troya, queen of diamonds, buddies, ace of hearts, Ooh. goons, seven of clubs, buddies first. And I think from out here, you only reliably have Pavi and Roja. Pavi can move for free without taking up your buddy action, but if you want her to like do something specific, like take you somewhere or angle you for a good shot or something like that, you would need to use her as your buddy action. I want Pavi to aggressively circle above. Like I basically want her to do donuts above Troya to unsettle him. Mm-hmm. Is that something we could do? You want to intimidate? Oh my god. Yeah. I just imagine all these like street toughs that peel into a cul-de-sac, do donuts, and they're just like, "Yahoo!" Shooting guns off into the air, but peeling here, out. Here's the thing: I feel like back in the day they did this once, and it worked really well. Is this meant to intimidate him? Yes. Okay, that's what this is. Yeah. Okay, then I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna aggressive donuts. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Who knows? Um, let me let me get a little bit more specific here. Are yeah. you saying just like in the air above where he's being pulled, or are you saying like right around him, or how specific? Like, no, are you? just right above the boat. So like the exhaust is blowing down onto the deck a bit and flowing, like making shit go places that it shouldn't be. Because like okay. Corey cycles put off some thrust. That's true. Okay. So it might fuck with somebody. I'll make a piloting roll for Pavi to see how well she can do this. She has a D8 in piloting. She got a seven with her piloting. That should probably be contested by something. 
You know what? I'll I'll let that stand, and I will make I will make a spirit roll for the two goons <laughs> who are doing this. One of them got a one. One of them uh, blew up into a ten. And Troya, Troya got a three and a four with his further minus two is not good enough. I think I have one Benny. I don't think I'm going to use it on that though. Okay, so for uh, an intimidation, I'm just going to count her piloting as intimidation. Sure. Uh, you can either make him distracted or vulnerable. Actually, hold on. You got a three and a four at a minus two. That's two. So that's actually a success with a raise, which means I think rules is written. He is, he's shaken and one of them. Nice. Distracted still would be great. Shaken and distracted. Okay. What does this look like, do you think? Oh, man. <laughs> Pavi just comes out of a steep dive and just starts whipping around right above the top deck mm -hmm. and maybe just knocks a guy down. Yeah, I think the guy who uh Like, who maybe he gets one. caught by the cycle and gets knocked to the lower deck or something, like in a tumble. I like that. Yeah, so he gets caught in one of the backdrafts, loses his grip on the chain, and gets tossed backwards, tumbling down onto the mid-deck with feel some like nasty thumps and a... <gasps> Troya might be intimidated because of how aggressively dumb this was. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid fucking bitch. <laughs> Athena winks at him. <laughs> While you're doing this dive, some of this orange light swirls in, and as you start doing these donuts, the moths fly off in all direction and just begin settling on any goons they can find. Oh, damn. And just it's, it's slow at first, you know, like one and then another, and then as these swarms begin to come in, they're just starting to cover all these goons. This shit's so cool. And they're fanning out in every direction. So I think we get like a very far away aerial shot that is circling this little island. And we see all these forms moving and all the specks of light drifting in from the darkness and gathering. I bet it looks so quiet and ominous from far away. Maybe we do get a shot from the city itself and we just see a couple of people standing on the waterfront pointing out far in the distance because at this point, this has been really fucking noisy. Yeah. Like, it's miles away, so it's not really loud, but there's a disturbance, right? Like, this doesn't happen, so it's drawing attention. Yeah. So we, we see a couple of people gathered in the city pointing out over the water and far away in the distance, this blob of energy that is the lighthouse with muzzle flashes and indistinct orange blobs moving about. It's quite a to-do. Oh, man. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? Well, what do you know? And it is Troy's turn, so he needs to unshake. And he does. Okay. So they were pulling him up. I think he is going to use the remainder of his turn to try climb. To finish climbing. Uh, he rolled a seven. Mm-hmm. Minus two from his one wound penalty and one fatigue is five, but he's also distracted from the stunt you guys just pulled, which is another minus two, so that's actually a three. My god. So uh, I am going to use my last Benny to try to get him up there. That is a crit fail. That is two ones. But my jinx! Yeah, would you like to explain okay. that right now? So... When you were letting me choose powers for my weird pact with purple that I've made, one that I chose was Jinx. Jinx. Enemies constantly suffer minor slips, misfires, and other mishaps when your hero is in action. Any foe making a direct action against your character 
whether an attack, test of wills, or other action, suffers a mishap if his skill die is a natural one, regardless of wild. When this occurs, the foe's weapon malfunctions, they slip and fall, a supervillain's powers fail, and so on. The exact nature is up to me. What happens to this dipshit thinks he's so smart? He's trying to climb up the chain, and I think it just shakes too much from the air that's being kicked off by the bike, and he loses his grip and falls. Yes! I mean, it's it's a critical fail with Jinx on top of that. I think he has to. I don't think he's falling from as high as he was in the lighthouse. I think he's maybe 20 feet up. So 2d6? So I'll, I'll give him 2d6 and see how this goes. 2d6 plus 2. 8 plus 2 is 10, which is his current toughness, so he is now shaken again. Good. With a critical fail, I know this doesn't really apply to the Jinx, but let's say maybe Jinx gives it some extra flavor. Sure. What if the chain actually snaps? Ooh, like, I like that. You've got Jinx, you've got matter control for metal, so I feel like those two Just things maybe interplay. Snaps it. So, uh, as you guys are doing donuts directly above... Aggressively. <laughs> aggressive donuts. <laughs> what do you think this looks like? How does it snap? Is it like the the aerial force makes it a swing too violently, or maybe he grabs it at a weak spot? I feel like maybe it's a little bit of both, and it just cleanly, one of the links just shears in half. Okay, what if in his panic and desperation to get back up on the boat, he's starting to lose control of his power? The corrosion starts to affect the chain That's as so, those things happen. That's so cool. So critical failure, the chain snaps, Troya plummets back to the ground. Athena laughs as she sees this. <laughs> I think she shouts, who's a dumb bitch now? Poppy definitely laughs. Nice. It's, it's almost like a manic laugh. Like, oh, the, yeah. the adrenaline is flying right now. Poppy having a good time. Yeah. All right. Athena. Can I just light this guy up with some bolt? You can try. I would like to... I think it would be prudent to upcast for damage. Yeah, so I'm gonna, gonna upcast damage and roll a bolt. Okay. Okay, okay. But that's minus something, right? Minus one from being in orange presence. Oh, that's a four then. Do you, do you, have, any, do you have any wounds? Do you have any fatigue? No. That's a four. Okay. That is a success. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to roll that 3d6. Okie dokie. Ah, oh, woof. I'm going to re-roll that. Here's a Benny. Better. So 12, 15, 20... Three. 23 damage. 23 skidoo. Aggressive donuts helped win the day. How many? What was it? 23, so 23 damage. All right. That is going to be four wounds. Holy shit. He's already at one wound, and I do not have any bennies right now. Oh, my God. So what does this look like? He's lying flat on his back right now. She has some fucking hindbrain predator instincts that kick in when she sees this guy fall onto his back very vulnerable she has this lightning gathering all around like up her arm and in her hand and she just punches downward mm -hmm. with you know as much power as her little d6 frame can muster mm -hmm. but it gathers speed a lot faster than it should and just explodes on him yeah you shoot this bolt directly down and you watch it just it's like supercharged when you fire it you feel that purple presence rippling behind the power just begging you to let it out oh she does you let it you let it go okay yep. 
you feel the purple come into your vision and the power is just flowing in a way that it never has before and you just light up this column of lightning and we get a faraway shot again from the shores of Kaldonix as everybody watches this pillar of light strike down and you just watch it bore a hole directly through him and his eyes are wide with shock. There's an eruption just like there was inside the lighthouse and this vortex of darkness spirals outwards and swallows him from sight and part of the boat as well. Troubling. All of the goons, everything that is still left standing right here, there is a moment where they all sort of pause in what they're doing. Hesitation or confusion or uncertainty, any number of things, all the monstrous ones have this moment and they look around wildly. Some of them screech, some of them disappear into the water. Some of them run past Isaac and are sort of skittering up the side of the the lighthouse itself, disappearing from view, but they just scatter in every direction. Fuck. Isaac pauses as this happens and just begins to watch them all run away and then sees you and Pavi flying around. I mean, he saw something happen. Yeah. Uh, and he sees where he thought Harlan was, and I think he lets out just a cry and starts running forward, and he can't get there in one turn. Well, let's see. He cannot, so he he's just stomping forward towards that black mass. Six of spades for Athena. Joker <gasps> for Isaac. Ten of spades for buddies. Two of clubs for them. Nine of clubs here. All right. You watch Isaac run forward, and he pauses at the edge of the mist, and then enters the mist. No! Enters the darkness and goes in, and only fractions of a second later stumbles backwards out of it and falls, like, down onto his butt, still looking in there. And you just hear this... It's like a hissing, like an escaping of air. Mm. Like a balloon being deflated or something like that. Javi, I need to get in there. Drop me there. Drop you where? There! She points to the very obvious only thing. All right, she <laughs> she swivels the bike, angles it down, shoots down, and lets you jump off. As she jumps off directly into the cloud. Oh, going directly into it? Yeah. Okay. As you guys are zooming down, you're again watching the, the orange of the moths flitting out in almost every direction. They appear to be following all of the goons that are running away so the ones that are in the water you see moths going down you see them spiraling up after them on the stone pillar they're swarming over any that are still remaining on the ship and you also watch a mass off in the distance flying into the crevasse and you swoop down with pavi and jump into the darkness itself athena you dive into this darkness inside sound is muffled and as you take steps forward you can see down in front of you somewhere, bits of red light poking through in the darkness, and you hear Troya's voice come through. His voice is weak and broken, barely audible. Give Litora my regards! And you see the red light brighten, and there's a flash and a tremble and an echoing laugh, and the ground in front of you explodes. Oh, fuck. Yeah, sorry. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, I, if you were in proximity, just around, I would have given you a roll to try to mitigate some of this, but seeing She's as you, right there. You, you went I right literally in, went right into the cloud. literally went right into the cloud. 
can I say that fitting last words from her are, who's the dumb bitch now? And then she jumps into a cloud and gets blown up. Could be. All right. Are you pulling out more dice? I'm looking to see if I even have Peck the correct all. ones. <laughs> don't, don't, don't pull right. out more. Oh, shit. You ready? You can't soak this. Do you have any bennies even? I have one benny. You can't soak this. This is enemy in action. Could I use my benny? For what? I just want to throw up a metal blockade in front of where Isaac stumbled out. Okay, I'll let you do that. She doesn't know where he is because everything's still really dark. I will let you spend the Benny to attempt this. Mm -hmm. Make me a smarts roll to see if you can determine where Isaac would be. Come on. And you can't re-roll this because you don't I have know. any more Bennies. Five. Five, okay. Do you have any wound penalties? No, right I didn't get hurt. Well, thank God for that because yeah. you're about to. Yeah. As a reminder, you played the enemy adventure card quite a while ago yeah. and i've been hanging on to this i've been reaping the the benefits of two adventure cards yeah. a session mm -hmm. however my luck just ran out a villain of the gm's choice becomes your character's sworn enemy and may and you may not soak wounds caused directly by them starting now you get blah 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 so here we go okay. you ready yo what is your current toughness my current toughness is a seven. Oh boy. Let me see here. I just rolled um 24 damage. That sounds like a lot of damage. Yeah, so your toughness is currently seven. Yes. Uh, so 11 is one wound, 15 is two wounds, 19 is three wounds. I'm no mathematician. 23 is a fourth wound. Oh, cool. Okay, I need you to make me a vigor roll, please. This is including your wound penalties, although you can use your temporarily higher die, and you do get your minus one penalty from your racial hindrance. So I'm rolling a d8 minus one. You get your wild die, too. Yeah, this is plus a my roll. wild die. Yeah. What'd you get? A mathing 15. You rolled a 15? Yeah. Holy shit. Yes. Uh, somehow, I've managed to scrape that out. I, I'll be honest here, I did not expect you to roll that well. Well, neither did I, I, I quite really, frankly. I, I really, forgot my bigger die was increased. I really, well, yeah. Thanks, yeah, Roja. I mean, yeah, you asked, you asked Thanks, for it. Roja. That probably saved your life here on this one occasion. Oh my god. That one's all it takes, right? Sometimes the dice be like that. So, mm. with a raise on this extremely important roll, you're still going to roll in the injury table. The injury goes away within 24 hours or when all wounds are healed, whichever is sooner. Okay, what do it's I roll? 2d6. So roll 2d6 and tell me what you get. 11. 11 leg. You gain the slow hindrance minor. Mm, check so your, one of your legs is busted. Athena, you hear the voice in the muffled darkness and you watch the red veins of energy carve their way through the form of Harlan Troya, brightening to a blinding degree as you're looking. And he begins to laugh, exhausted but triumphant in the darkness. The concussive force blasts you backward, the red energy crushing into your form, searing your skin and armor. The force throws you backward and you're tossed up and into the air drifting over open water before you plunge into the icy cold. 
As all this happens, we see the shores of Caldonix again, where even more citizens have gathered on the waterfront, continuing to point, gasp, and gossip as lights flash in the distance. We see the column of purple lightning lance down, followed shortly by an expanding dome of turbulent red energy bursting outwards and creating a small, concussive wave that washes out over the water. We see a small montage showing the shadow-wreathed, red-eyed forms on the island and in the cove, slowing and twitching for several seconds. They glance around at their surroundings before dispersing in every direction, still snarling, howling, and attacking anything they come across. Most scatter, climbing up walls, racing deeper into the mouth of the tunnel, or even leaping into the water and disappearing from sight. The never-ending tide of red eyes disappears deeper into the depths of the mountain, and we see the remainder of the mercenary force follow them, leaving only the scattered bodies of their foes and fellows behind. In the air, we see small clusters of glowing orange drift away in pursuit of the black and red forms. We get a wide, sweeping shot from an aerial view of the immediate aftermath of this red eruption. Crackles of red energy streak through the ground, glancing off of the surroundings. Wisps of smoke drift lazily into the darkness of the cavern above. We see Athena's companions scattered about the island. Pavi comes to a halt in midair, the flecks of orange moths billowing around the motorcycle and continuing to spread out, following the fleeing black and red forms. Roja and Zadal emerge from the archway of the lighthouse, looking around in panic. Zadal, eyes fixed on the dissipating black mass where Harlan Troya once was, Roja appears next to him, her mask sliding away as she glances around, looks up, sees Pavi on her bike. Everyone's head is on a swivel, looking around. Tuka shimmers back into view as her camouflage drops, only several feet beyond the radius of the explosion itself, as she looks around in shock with wide eyes and a desperate expression. We see Isaac Russo flat on his back, looking about as worse for wear as Athena. The sheet of metal in front of him is almost entirely disintegrated, with the final black charred pieces flaking off and crumbling to dust in the sand below. Isaac's armor is equally tattered, burned away, pieces missing, several bloody gashes across his face, and the same faint traces of red energy coursing through the armor and his body. We see Zadal run forward with panicked steps, dropping the rifle as he goes. The rising smoke and ambient red energy arcing through the surroundings come to a halt as he looks around desperately, and Athena is nowhere to be seen. Athena! His hands clenching and unclenching in fists as he sweeps his gaze around wildly, looking for any sign of life. Come on! Where is she? On the shores of Caldonix, we see an ever-expanding crowd looking out at the commotion on the water. A plethora of small watercraft begin launching from the city, filled with regulators and concerned citizens making their way at various speeds towards the lighthouse on the horizon. We see a number of 
moth-covered forms swimming back through the water, making their way to the metal junk boat. As they near the boat, unable to climb up, we see a number of great metal chains being haphazardly slung over the side, the orange forms in the water grasping desperately as even more orange-covered forms emerge on the deck of the ship, as seemingly everyone below deck has made their way up. There is a long shot as the dozen or so moth-covered bodies look out on the island, and the metal boat begins to grind backwards off the shore and slowly makes its way deeper into the darkness of the mountain. The orange forms stand silent and staring as they disappear until they finally fade from sight. We cut back to a barely conscious Athena lying upside down in the water and sinking down and down deeper into the water as the dim light above fades away and your eyes begin to close in ambient purple energy as a haze over Athena's vision. What is your final fleeting thought as you slip into unconsciousness? She's trying to remember when the last time she told her parents that she loved them was. But I think as she watches the bubbles stream out of her mouth, she can't remember. The dim light above starts to fade away and your eyes close. As the cold darkness begins to swallow you and you drift deeper and deeper into the water, you hear reverberating shrieks coming from the water around you. Not close, but echoing through the depths. There is a phantom echo in the back of your mind as you hear the foreboding warning that has echoed in your head since that night in the bubble. You are surrounded. Hey, everybody. Holy shit. Wow. Oh, my God. Season one. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Thanks for being here with us, you guys. That was really exciting. (laughs) We did it. We did it. Oh, man. What a wait. I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm sure you have an inkling. But so as far as uh, season two of Neon Heat, we're taking a week off next week because we just dropped two episodes today and an episode two days ago on Monday. And man, guys, I'm pretty beat. <laughs> yeah, this has been the we we really went into overdrive hustle mode to make sure that we got all this out to you guys because we are going to Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan is this Thursday through Sunday through Sunday, so February thirteenth to Aurora, I don't know sixteenth or seventh, one of those. So uh, we will be there. We're going to be handing out some button packs and stuff like that. So if you see us at least one of the days, we're going to be wearing our shirts. RPG for you and me. I will be wearing a very uh, tasteful tank top, and it's very comfortable, and I'm going to wear it all the time at home because it's so comfy. It's really good. So uh, if you guys are going and you want to say hi, come up and say hi. We'll give you some some free swag uh, if we haven't given it all away already. Uh, no episode this coming Monday. We're just taking a, a, sh- a week off, and then the next three weeks, we're going to finish up the first arc of Absolute Zero. And then the following week will be a Q&A session. And then we're going to dive into season two. Something like that. I'm, I'm going to say that I don't have a specific set day for when we're going to be back with season two because we are also moving 
we're going to be having a big move right after Genghis Khan, so all of this is going to be a transitionary period for us. But the good news is, when we get back, our audio quality is going to be even better because we will no longer be in an apartment complex with super loud people who look like Edna Mode from The Incredibles living upstairs. God, her son's, he loves to yell at sports, <laughs> he loves you guys. to yell at sports, Man. and our chimneys are connected. So yeah, we uh, will have a far more dedicated space for recording. We're going to do a better job soundproofing, spreading things out. So I'm just going to nail a bunch of blankets into the walls yes. and start from there. <laughs> so uh, for all of you um, fellow audio snobs out there who have caught inconsistencies in our quality, I do apologize, Sorry. but we are, we are working on it. I'm trying so hard, you guys. I think it's pretty listenable. So if you guys are here, that's probably good enough proof. Well, can I just say thanks, guys, for coming along on this this wild ride? Thank you so much for being here with us. Because, like, is... this this was an idea that we had, what, two years ago when we were like, two let's have a, a cop drama years. in an underground city. And we we're both like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's try that. And then we've just been building this world since then. Thank you guys for being here with us and for listening. We hope you enjoyed season one of Neon Heat. We hope you come back for season two and more on the horizon. We will be doing the Q&A episode in between, so if there's anything that you want to know, you got questions, anything's unclear, if it's something that uh, won't come up in the story in the future, I'll be happy to explain it, and you know, we just like talking about stuff. We love a chat. We love, we like having fun. The last thing that I'll throw in is I had a couple of cryptic notes during the episode, uh, during the fight. Did. about. Tell, tell me about these things, Some behind please. the scenes. So your freebie for before the Q&A is Harlan Troy's two major hindrances. Number one is thin-skinned, uh, which is in the Suede book. Uh, he gets a minus four penalty to any opposed taunt roll. God, that's crippling for such an annoying enemy. Well, I got, I mean, I got to give you yeah, for, yeah, <laughs> Athena with her D4 taunt. D4. Even, destroyed him. So that was number one. His second major hindrance, monologuer <laughs> from the superhero companion. Anytime this character draws a club in combat, they must use their entire turn to monologue. <laughs> Dumb bitch. So, um, I bent that rule a little bit on the third turn in a row when he drew a club and I spent a Benny to act. I think that's more than fair. I'm going to okay that to make sure that there's some drama, <laughs> but I thought it was appropriate given I, his character. I, as the sole player, okay that. Because I was like, why the why isn't he doing anything? <laughs> He's just running at her ominously. Well, to be fair, you were pretty, you guys didn't do much to him the first two rounds just because you were soaking up his Bennies and it he was is. so... It was thematic. I liked it. I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys liked it, too. We'll see how things go in the future. I think he was a really cool villain. I'm, I'm a big fan. So, uh, if you have questions for the Q&A, you can reach out to us on Twitter, at rpg for you and me, or to me specifically, at UCTheHat. We got our Patreon. You could join our Discord. Patreon exclusive, lowest tiers, $2 a month. Come on and say hello, you guys. We'll be there during the off season. If you can't, if you're missing your fix of these two pickles, these goobers, I, I hope we uh, entertain you. And if you want to come say hi, please do. Please do. Our Patreon is at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. And several of the tiers have physical merch attached to them, like wooden regulator badges and uh, Benny sets. If you're interested in that. Benny sets are really cool. I mean, you like Savage Worlds. You're listening to a Savage Worlds podcast. Like a Savage Worlds. Like Benny's. But 
those uh, those wooden badges. Super cool because they're laser cut, so they smell like campfire, which happens to be my favorite smell. Maybe it's somebody else's too. I wish they would make a candle that smelled like campfire, but I think that's just a campfire. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we got for music, Pickle? Uh, I don't know. Crockett? At Crockett 80s. Also, crockett.bandcamp.com. That's the one. What about Wave Shaper? Oh, you mean Wave Shaper, the number one.bandcamp.com? Yes, that is what I meant. That's the one. Uh, Basically, all the music we used in the last two episodes were exclusively Wave Shaper. So if you're liking uh, the vibes, just go check it out. It's amazing. Like, go right now. Go. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. Just, just. Just pause. Run. We'll wait. No, just just give me. Go. Give you, okay. <laughs> you better go, man. She means business. Also, guys, uh, we will be updating the website in the in between weeks. They're they're at. I don't know how much is up there currently, but there's some sporadic information that we put up a while ago. Things have changed with the setting over the last couple of months as it's grown and evolved and taken shape. So we will be updating specifically the race pages and the arcane background pages with relevant and accurate information. <laughs> the arcane background page does not even exist right now. Yeah, I just took it off right. <laughs> until we figure it out. Well, it's good, but we're we're at a good spot with it. I know uh, what needs to be done. It's just a matter of getting it together. So uh, keep an eye out for that also over the next couple of weeks. And uh, that'll be fun. Well, that's at rpg for umemecom <gasps> Yes. Yes. I don't, you know, it would be really cool if we could, like, thank the people that made Savage Worlds, if only we knew who they were. Oh, do you mean, Pickle, do you not know? I didn't, it's the what? Pinnacle Entertainment Group. That doesn't sound right. Are you sure? Peginc.com. Dot com. <laughs> Man, this outro has some weird energy. I, I love you know, it. There, there's some I'm weird so energy. Tired. Yeah, we're, we're, oh uh, my God. go support those nice folks over at peginc.com. Those hard-working people who brought us this joyful game system that we get to enjoy. I'd like to thank our patron, Michael. Thanks, Michael. Thank and all you, the Michael. other patrons. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. It's nice to it's nice to have that support and to have you guys in the Discord chatting with us. We have a really great time, and I look forward to it every day. Thank you for having that in my life. But, uh, wow, we have we have certainly drawn this out. I don't know how long this atro is going to be once it's all trimmed. I don't know. That's that's an alley decision right there. But thank you guys for being here. It thank means you. the world to us. And uh, we'll be back. We'll, we'll see you guys back. soon. Come talk to us if you if you want more in the meantime. Send us some Q&A questions. Yeah, please send us some Q&A. We got a bunch already, but the, the more questions you guys send in, the beefier it's going to be. You want some beef, don't you? <laughs> Well, guys, season one, that's a wrap. Here we go. We'll see you later. See Thanks in, for listening. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the future. Or if this is in the past, still the future. It's always the f The next moment is always the future. Good, see the you later. The future's now. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>